It's time for the Thursday free-for-all on the On the Airwaves, the Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday night, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve, here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. Since it is Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday free-for-all. We have stories that'll make you laugh, think, cry, get upset. We'll fire off a rant rocket, or five. And trust me, there are a couple of rant rocket stories. <laughs> well, well, before we start the rant rocket stories, I'll tell you a feel-good story I saw on TV. Okay, well, so before you do, let me go... Yeah, let me do the Go intros ahead, first, the though. Okay, well, anyway, I'm the host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme. I'm currently joined on the line with two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. And we also have our AC magician on the line. Good evening to you, my dear. Good evening, everybody. How goes it? Good. And I'll tell you this. Uh, we we, we kind of had to call the show off Monday because... I was having bad weather, and Tim was under the weather. Yeah, oh, I you see, have no I idea. See you kicked off the covers. Mm-hmm. I see you kicked the covers. Yep. Covers mm-hmm. off. Yep. So basically, we decided to postpone the show just out of just out of safety because I was I was really having some nasty storms coming through Montgomery right about I'd say about an hour before the show. So. And you aired on the side of caution. Right, exactly. And then last night we had no show because, you know, it was our off night anyway, and I went to go see Doctor Who, The End of Time, at the theater. Uh, was it worth it? Yeah, it was. You know, got to see some got to see some interviews with David Tennant. And, you know, he was, like, showing some of his favorite things like tea or coffee. He prefers coffee. <laughs> That's unusual for a Brit. Yeah. Yeah, he likes coffee. <laughs> but Let's yeah, see. but did uh, anybody ask him? Does he like it black or with cream, cream and sugar? Nope. Uh-uh. No, nobody asked. <laughs> and I'll tell you this: this is the fun part. At the very end of it, he said, "Why don't they have like a like a National Doctor Who Day or International Doctor Who Day?" When I when they finished up, I said, "Heck, they've got an International Thunderbirds Day. Why the heck do they not come up with an International Doctor Who Day?" <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Good questions, Mr. Tennant. Mm. Yep. Excellent question. Uh, All right, okay. Janet, I'm going to let you go first with your field. I saw story. this in the news. It started off, this little boy, he he had to watch his father go off to the Vietnam War. And Dad was killed in action. Well, they recovered his body and brought him home. Hmm. On Southwest Airlines. Now, get uh-huh. this. The pilot of the Southwest Airlines that bought him home was the son of the guy that went to Vietnam and was killed in action. It was son Ooh. bringing father home. Oh, wow. And everybody in the terminal, as well as workers on the tarmac, uh-huh. just stood in respect when that coffin was brought that. off the plane. I saw, saw that, that on the news. Yes, I saw it yeah. on the news. Oh, then I'm not telling you anything new. No, but, you know, I mean, you know, it's probably the first time Tim's heard it today, which is fine. That's no big deal. Yeah. Or, the right? li- or the list, or the listeners. Uh-huh. Right, exactly. But, um, but I, did, I did see that on the news. It's like, that is beautiful right there. Uh-huh. Son bringing father home. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought that I started cheering up. Oh yeah. That's enough to make you tear up. Just like just like when we were in the terminal at um Atlanta Airport and those soldiers marched through. Oh yeah. Everybody absolutely. stood up and saluted them. And applauded and Yeah. And then there was another story I read. This woman I don't know how true it is, it was a post on Facebook. But this woman um was on a flight and she a bunch of soldiers came on the flight and took their seats and he noticed them whispering, Are you gonna buy the bag lunch? No, it's probably not even worth the five dollars. Mm-hmm. So what she did was she went up front and gave the flight attendant fifty dollars and told her to buy the soldiers their bag lunches. Aw, that was nice. And she took it over to him and said said you got a, you got a fair, you know, fair distance mm-hmm. to go before you reach your station. And mm-hmm. then as she went back to her seat, everybody stopped her, and people even gave her money. So she got back huh? her $50 she spent and then some. Wow. But kindness gets begets kindness. Yep. And speaking of kindness, you probably, I posted this story earlier I think it was earlier today. Uh, actor Danny Trejo, you know, he's he's oh, been I in saw movies that this morning. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, he's this been morning. in movies. Well, guess what? He became a real hero, helping rescue a special needs boy in an overturned vehicle. I saw that. And, and while they were getting his, his mother out of the car, she had to be extricated out. Mm-hmm. He distracted the boy. Talking right. to him at all. Right. Well, anyway, I hope this went on play. All right, so uh, this is courtesy of ABC7 out in the Los Angeles area. And this is actually from the community of Silmar. Well known for playing villains, actor Danny Trejo got the chance to be a real-life hero on Wednesday when he helped rescue a young special needs child trapped in an overturned car in Silmar. Trejo happened to be in the area when two cars collided Wednesday afternoon in the area of Hubbard Street and Jackman Avenue. Jackman Avenue? Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, One of the vehicles overturned on its roof, and a young child was trapped inside, strapped into a car seat. Trejo and another bystander helped rescue the child. Uh, Trejo crawled into the overturned wreckage from one side, he recalled, but he couldn't unbuckle the child's car seat from that angle. The other bystander, a young woman, crawled in from the other side of the overturned vehicle and was able to undo the buckle. Trejo was then able to get the baby out of the car seat and pulled safely from the wreckage. While that was happening, the boy's grandmother remained trapped in the driver's seat. Firefighters had to use equipment to free her. Trejo says while the firefighters were working to free the woman, he was trying to distract the boy from the scene. He said he works with special needs children, so he knew how to keep the little boy calm. He was panicked. I said, okay, we have to use our superpowers. So he screamed, superpowers, and we started yelling, superpowers, Trejo said. I said, do this with the muscles. He said, muscles. We got kind of a bond. I kept facing him away from the accident. And let's see, before I go on, here's the tweet from Veronica Miracle. Yes, that is her name, Veronica Miracle, who is a reporter at ABC7. Uh, this was her tweet. Not only is uh, uh, Danny Trejo one of the nicest actors, he's also a hero. He was right behind the crash in Silmar and pulled a special needs baby out of an overturned car. He distracted the boy until Grandma was okay. 
Now, the Los Angeles Fire Department said three people were transported to a hospital, but there were no life-threatening injuries. The cause of the accident remains under investigation, but Trejo said it appeared to him that the other driver ran a red light, smashing into the vehicle that held the young boy and his grandmother. He had some advice for other motorists and parents. Pay attention, he said, and the only thing that saved that little kid was his car seat, honest to God. The 75-year-old Trejo, who grew up in Los Angeles and lives in the San Fernando Valley, has made a career of playing tough guys and villains. He is perhaps most identified with the character Machete from several Robert Rodriguez films. In recent years, he's he's also branched out into the food business with a taco restaurant and a Hollywood donut shop. Everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. Everything, he told Eyewitness News. Just goes to show you, even though he may look big and mean and could bite your head off at a drop of a hat, he's really a cream puff underneath. Oh, yeah. A cream puff, a hero, and an overall good person. And remember, he had spent time in prison. He had spent time in prison, but once he got out, he turned his life around. Good for him. Uh Mr. Trejo, you are an appropriate hero in my eyes. Mhm. And probably to that little boy too. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you saw this picture in the in the BTA group page, but uh, I shine had posted. Then this picture says, you know, there are some things that you just never think of, like Mount Rushmore from the Canadian side. It's like the four presidents <laughs> showing all their butts. <laughs> Guys, oh, all wearing pants. Wearing pants, mind you. Wearing pants, but. but... Yeah, but this is my favorite. This is my favorite part right here. You don't stop laughing because you get old. You get old because you stop laughing. Yeah. Hey, remember laughs. this, people. When you when you feel overwhelmed, remember this. It just takes one of your turds to clear out an entire water park. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely true. <laughs> All right, well, let's I see. I got that uh, one, too. Okay, now, I got a question to ask. Uh, would you like me to do the Rent Rocket story about the uh, the daycare worker who uh, somehow broke to- four toddler's legs on the same day? Oh, what's the other choice? Uh, let's see. Um, uh, DJ Cooperfield's... FIBA drug test for using pregnant girlfriend's urine reportedly suspended for two years. That was the one Tim posted. I posted that one, yeah. How mm-hmm. about doing doing them in this order? The daycare worker were number one. Okay. And then and then um Tim's post number two. Do you mind Tim? I, not at all, but you should you two should go see what I just tagged you in on Facebook real quick. Uh-oh. Oh no. Let me see. It's on my wall. Oh! Let me get over there. Let me get over there. Good one. Very good. (laughs) Don't tell me. Okay. I got that. I got that that in two seconds. You you heard you you read that in his voice too, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs) I'd be excited too. Okay. Yeah, Jen. Oh, I haven't made it to your wall yet. Well, you were tagged, Jen. You should be able to get right straight to it. Yeah, you can go right to it if I tagged you. Yeah. 
I've got two chickens in paradise. Oh. <laughs> Instead of two two tickets to paradise, it's two chickens in paradise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anybody, I've seen that before, I've but it still gets a laugh out of me. Yeah, well. Well, here's a well, here's a bad pun I picked up from a uh, local radio commercial. What happened to the Dalmatian when he fell into the washing machine? He lost all his spots. Yeah, he came out spotless. Ooh. Oh. Really? This is for you. Yeah. yeah. And, then the, and then from the same commercial, there were uh, it was it's been so hot there were two trees arguing over a dog. Oh. <laughs> two trees arguing over a dog. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> All right, now let's get to where it really. Okay, we've had our chuckle. We've had our chuckle. Yeah, we've had chuckles. Oh, don't worry, I got two more bizarre stories a little later. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just posted into the into the group chat, and I'm going to tell you right now, this one is a definite extreme rant rocket because this one day worker somehow broke the legs of four toddlers in one day. I hope the bitch got Fire busted. away. All right. Take cover! I shine is in the chat room. Hi, I shine. Yep. I sound officially in the chat. So. All right. So I'm going to post that same one to her on her window since the chat doesn't like to do links. All right. So here's what's going on. Uh, this was posted back on Sunday. Daycare worker arrested after four toddlers suffered broken legs in May. So. Four little Why boys did they wait pregnant. so long to arrest her? I think they wanted to make sure um, they wanted to make sure the evidence was correct. You know. All right. Anyway, four little boys suffered fractured legs while at daycare, and police in Florida say one of their teachers caused the injuries. Police launched an investigation in May after four parents reported broken legs of their boys at the end of May. Two months later, police arrested Christine Marie, Christina Marie Curtis and charged her with four felony counts of child neglect, resulting in great bodily harm. On the morning of May 21st, the parents of the boys dropped their sons off at Kids Discovery Learning Center in Valparaiso, Florida. According to the arrest report, all the children were fine that morning. When the parents picked up their children later that day, the four boys showed, showed signs of distress and could not walk or stand. The children were medically evaluated and diagnosed with fractures to their legs. The boys ranged in age from 13 to 21 months old. One of the mothers spoke anonymously to Panama City News Herald about her son's condition. According to the mother, she enrolled her son into the daycare because she was in the late stages of pregnancy. She picked the daycare because they had no wait list. On the morning of May 21st, she dropped her son off at the center. Due to her son having a rash, she requested that the center keep her son inside the facility throughout the day. However, she learned later that the workers took her son outside. 
When I picked them up, he had dirt all in his hair, she said. I don't know if they let him crawl around out there or what. It took the daycare three days to give me any kind of explanation. The mother took him to the doctor, and he was diagnosed with a hairline fracture. According to the mother, the boy is recovering but still struggling with his balance. Following the reports of the broken legs, police pulled surveillance cameras from the daycare. In the footage, Christina Curtis was seen holding the hands of a toddler above his head while he walked. She abruptly moved her hands to his upper arms and flung him into a wagon feet first. Let me try that again. Flung him into a wagon feet first. There we go. She placed the other children in the cart and pulled them outside. After the wagon ride, the teachers put the children down for a nap. When the child woke up, he could not stand or place any weight on his legs. Another worker was seen on camera telling Curtis to report the injuries to the front office multiple times. According to the arrest report, one of the boys suffered multiple fractures while under the care of Christina Curtis. Medical examinations found multiple fractures in the child's leg and one appeared to be a few weeks old. The first break was estimated to have occurred around May 8, 2019, shortly after Curtis began working at the daycare. The daycare told another victim's family that he fell over another child, which led to, this, which led to his broken leg. When police Bullshit. interviewed Curtis, she denied knowing anything about the injuries. However, she noted that she witnessed children falling out of playground cars or other items. After two months of investigation, the police arrested Christina Curtis on July 20th. She is charged with four felony counts of child neglect resulting in great bodily harm. Following her arrest, she posted a $4,000 bond. The court ordered that she cannot have contact with the victims or work at any facilities with children. Give me a second while I, while I get some water in my mouth because my mouth's drying out again. Mm. Oh, my. Okay. That despite is fucking the, bullshit. Yeah, despite efforts by the media to speak to Kids Discovery Learning Center, the owner did not provide a comment. With four children injured on the same day, there are many questions left unanswered. If Christina Curtis had only been working at the daycare for a few weeks, what kind of training did she receive? Did other workers monitor or supervise her during that time? How did the children get through an entire day with injuries without any parents receiving calls about their boys? Police say they can't determine if she intentionally caused the injuries to the boys. However, the fact that four boys suffered broken legs on the same day, the idea this could have been an accidental, is suspect. Will the police hold the daycare center accountable for the actions of the worker? They should. For now, now, the children are recovering from their injuries. The police declined to comment about the investigation and the arrest, which I can't blame them for because it's an active investigation anyway. Right. Right, but she shouldn't even be around children anymore. And if she does get put in jail, and the jail population finds out what she did, her ass is grass. Yep. Oh, yeah. Need I say more? Nope. All right. Mm -hmm. Next story. I'd I'd like to read the one that I submitted. I'd like to read the one I submitted. All right, and I'll put it in the chat. You want to go ahead and put it in the chat? This is and what happens when when you're completely desperate only to uh, screw up even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a story of a, of a professional basketball player who failed a FIBA drug test because he used his pregnant girlfriend's urine and got himself suspended for two years. Yeah, apparently he was desperate to pass the test and wasn't thinking 
about what he was doing. Here's the story. This and not only he wasn't some, thinking about the hormone differences between males and females either. Well, I'm going to get to that. This mm-hmm. is certainly something that you don't see every day. According to Eurohoops and RTV, former Ohio University standout DJ Cooper received a two-year suspension from FEMA in 2018 after it was revealed that he used his pregnant girlfriend's urine instead of his own to try and pass the drug test. Despite what you may think, no, they are not all composed alike. The test results showed that Cooper had GHC in his system, which is a hormone that the placenta produces during pregnancy. FEMA elected to suspend Cooper for fraud because he provided a sample that wasn't his. At the time, Cooper was was attempting to play for the Bosnian national team, and passing a drug test is a mandatory part of the process. He will be suspended until June 24th of 2020, at which point he can continue playing professional basketball overseas if he chooses to. In the past, Cooper has played for the Greek team Panthenikos, who are in the Euro League. In addition, Cooper has also suited up for Monaco on two different occasions, but hasn't played professionally since 2017. In 2017, Cooper announced that he was taking a hiatus from playing basketball for family reasons. Prior to playing overseas, the Illinois native played at Ohio University from 2009 to 2013 and averaged 14.5 points, 6.5 assists, and 2.3 steals while shooting 38% from the field. Following a strong career in the collegiate basketball world, Cooper went undrafted in the 2013 NBA draft. Wait a minute. Huh. Now, Tim, their math yeah. is wrong. When was what that mean? article written? When was that article written? Three days ago well, on Monday. Three days? Okay, Monday. so Monday. if he's suspended for two years, that's 2020. He won't be able to play till 2021, not 2020. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was suspended last year. Yeah, all right. Okay, I thought it going was back, this year. Going back to the beginning, it says, former Ohio University standout D.J. Cooper received a two-year suspension from FIBA in 2018. He was suspended mm-hmm. last year. Okay, right. all right. I stand corrected. Sorry yeah, I interrupted. This Carry story, on. That's right. This story just came out now. That's it why. It came out now, but it happened last year. It just mm-hmm. now came out. And okay. How stupid can you be? Because yep. they can test the urine for stuff like that. And I, granted, I am not a woman, but... Given that I am not a woman, I had better not have GHC in my system. Mm-mm. And therefore, when they found that, they knew the sample wasn't his own. And it really yep. makes you wonder, too, if you're going to try and cheat your way out of a test, drug test, that you would use your girlfriend's urine instead of your own, what exactly are you trying to hide from FIBA anyway? Now, those of you yep. that don't know what those of you that don't know what FIBA is, in a nutshell, FIBA is like basketball's governing body that oversees international play. Well, like, you want to know a, something? A player from the American 
college wants to play in Europe, for instance, it would be under FIBA, not under the NBA. Right. You want to know something? Hmm. Here in the United States, I've seen this on cops many times. These people that are on probation, they have to give a drug test once a week. Mm-hmm. And when they know they're dirty, they could go buy fake urine to give to the authorities for their blood test. True. And so you really don't need to use a female's u- urine or another male's urine for that matter. You shouldn't even really be trying to cheat yourself out of this test because if you've done nothing wrong, then they're not going to find right. anything, are but they? But these guys know they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And why, exactly. They know they've done they know they violated the drug rules. Yep. So that's why they do that. Okay. And for those that don't that don't know, FIBA is, actually stands for the International Basketball Federation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the name and the and the uh, shortened name don't match a hundred percent. But basically, it's an association of national organizations that govern the sport of basketball worldwide. So this is something that's bigger than the NBA is. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like It's like FIFA, FIFA. You know, with soccer and the World Cup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I. Oh, there was another guy changing subject. He got frostbite. When he was in a cryo chamber. Yeah, I posted that yes, one. I posted that one. Um, it's funny, but at yes. the same time, it isn't. Yeah, but this is just, it's like, you got frostbite? Well, cryo chambers can get really, really cold. Maybe not well, as bad as the one Ace Cooper got frozen and... um that one time. Or the ones Austin Powers gets frozen in during the right. Austin Powers franchise. But yeah, they're supposed to get really, really cold because they're supposed to preserve what's inside. So what was this idiot doing in a cryo chamber anyway? That's a good question. I have not read the article. Oh. All right. What's up next, Cyril? Surely. Surely. Uh oh. SpaghettiOs. Uh oh, SpaghettiOs. There it is. I heard something. There's, yeah, she shared the, the, the link to the article. Yeah. Surely. Okay, hold on. And I left my phone out in the other room. I hope we didn't lose her. Well, I fear we might have. Hold on. This is going to um, their attention. Oh, my. You might be able to hear. I'm aware, Janet. I'm working on it. Okay. All right. Get my cell phone? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll tell Tim. Bye. Tim, can you hear me? 
I can. I haven't gone We have anywhere. to resort to cell phones because the whole thing's gone out on her end. Shirley? Oh, I'm, I'm on a cell phone, so. Okay, okay. I'm going to go there. ahead. And, can you hear me, Shirley? Yes, yes. Okay. So I didn't need to get on my Once cell phone. Again. Yeah. Warsaw got me again. Spreaker, Spreaker, Spreaker. Yeah. Okay, Shirley. Now, what? why did this asshole decide it would be appropriate to get into a cryo chamber in the first damn place? Okay, well... Here's what happened. Uh, Oakland Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown and his feet made headlines last week for a mysterious and gag-worthy injury. He showed up on his Instagram story. Brown, 31, shared a gruesome photo in which chunks of skin were visibly peeling off the bottom of the seat. And many originally thought they were large blisters. On Monday's episode of Pro Football Talk Live, Carlos Christian said that a close to the situation that the NFL player reportedly burned his feet by not wearing appropriate footwear in a cryotherapy machine, which caused him to get frostbite. Well, that's why they warn you not to. They warn you there are rules that you need to follow and things like that, you idiot. Yeah. On Wednesday, another source confirmed to ESPN that the injury was extreme frostbite caused by misuse of a cryotherapy machine. ESPN's source also said that Brown did not wear proper footwear while using the machine last month in France. The injury has caused Brown to miss some of the training camp, according to ESPN. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Brown's agent did not immediately respond to people's requests for comments. Well, hey. Some people, he deserved to be made fun of if he did something as stupid as that. Yeah, well, there's some more to this story. In 2011, Olympic sprinter Justin Gatlin also suffered frostbite on the bottom of his feet from using a cryotherapy machine with just wet socks. Oh, boy. Not smart. Oh, and the wet socks froze. And in the, in the interim, froze to his damn feet. Yep. Cryotherapy has become an increasingly popular treatment that exposes people to freezing or near freezing temperatures and boasts a number of benefits including Come pain on, relief and muscle healing, reducing reducing inflammation and even weight loss according to medical news today. Oh, there's more. The US the US Food and Drug Administration, however, reports that it does not have any evidence of cryotherapy successfully treating or causing any of the benefits it claims. Given a growing interest from consumers in whole body cryotherapy, the FDA has informally reviewed the medical literature available on this subject. Aaron Eustein, MD, a medical officer in the FDA's Center for Devices and Radiological Health, said on their website, We found very little evidence about its safety or effectiveness in treating the conditions for which it is being promoted. Uh, I would not do anything unproven. Neither. You know? You know? Now, if they said cryogenics works, I would stand up. Excuse me. Ah, better chance of using it. But no mm-hmm. way am I going to go into a go into a chamber and freeze my ass off for perceived health benefits. Yeah. All so. right. All right. Now, here's a. Here's a really funny, bizarre story for you. 
and this is courtesy of the Weather Channel. That's right. After Wolfo on the eighth, it's lightning on the jump. <laughs> Serious? Oh God, that guy was not lucky. He was sitting on that thing when lightning hit. I'm glad nobody was. I'm glad nobody was there at the time in the bathroom. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah, basically, Florida lightning strike causes toilet to explode. Homeowner says, <laughs> and this was posted three days ago. So here's at a glance: lightning ignited methane gas that had formed in the home's septic tank. Explosion burst pipes and shattered the toilet. No one was hurt in the explosion, so that's good. Well, basically, anyway. what happened is lightning traveled through the ground. Yep. It seems Florida's toilets are new. <laughs> what? Well, back sure. up and try again, girl. <laughs> mm. It seems Florida toilets are a near constant source of news, with iguanas and snakes regularly crawling out of them. Now you can add lightning to the list of toilet troublemakers. This past Sunday, lightning <laughs> struck a septic tank at a home in Charlotte County. The strike ignited methane gas and caused an explosion that burst pipes and shattered the toilet into hundreds of shards. It was the loudest noise I've ever heard. It just went boom, homeowner Mary Lou Ward told WINK-TV. W-I-N-K? Wink? Yep, that's the station. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> we got out of bed and came over here, and the toilet was laying on the floor. Ward and her husband were listening to the rain as a thunderstorm rumbled over their house in Gulf Cove, Florida. The explosion jolted them out of their reverie. In addition to damaging the toilet, the blast broke a window in the master bedroom and destroyed yard decorations. Ward said she thought the house was on fire. We smelled smoke and I looked outside, she said. It was the smoke from the septic tank that was coming. A plumber from A1 Affordable Plumbing told the couple the strike had ignited methane that can be trapped in septic tanks. Methane, of course, is a byproduct of the breakdown of sewage. The plumber, who, post, who posted photos of the destruction on Facebook, that septic explosions are rare, but they do happen. Thankfully, no one was hurt in Sunday's explosion. I'm just glad none of us were on the toilet, Ward said. That's the main thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's right, folks. Look up gates and lightning on the job. The toilet strikes back. Finally, the there toilet... Fi- listen, the toilet... The toilet finally got revenge for all the shit that was gets dumped in it every day. <laughs> Good one. I didn't mean for that to be a... Hey, it worked. Yeah. But that man was lucky. Man or woman were... Both of them were lucky. and One of them didn't have to go to the bathroom at the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, Janet, you don't want to boost this one. Couple of ceiling collapses under the weight of two enormous snakes. Oh, oh, is it the article about the two snakes? Yeah. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Okay. You can you have my permission to read it. Alright. So here's what's going on. Matt Hagen, a snake catcher who responded to the emergency in Cairns, Australia, revealed that such house calls are far from unusual during the country's snake breeding season. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my. And here's what happened. A couple were left baffled after two mating pythons smashed through their ceiling. Matt Hagen, a snake catcher who responded to the emergency, revealed that such house calls are far from unusual at the height of Australia's snake breeding season. I just read. Mr. Hagen of Cairns Snake Catcher 
rushed to the couple's home after they noticed their shielding was cracking under the enormous serpent's 40 kilograms combined weight. Uh, hold on. Alexa, what's 40 kilograms in pounds? 40 kilograms is about 88 pounds. You were talking about 88 pounds worth. Well, they must have had thin lumber on their attic floor. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. When he arrived at the house in Cairns, far north Queensland, he found the two scrub pythons, which were each five meters long, the Daily Mail reported. Snakes are, lo- snakes are known to plague Australians during mating season, often turning up in roof spaces. The snake catcher decided to remove a portion of the roofing to reach the snakes, sparking the weakened ceiling to give way completely, sending the beast crashing into an office. Mr. Higgins said once they fell through and landed in their office, all hell broke loose. I had to get down there and subdue two snakes in very quick succession. In a post on Facebook, he wrote, Reading season is off for the bang. In the roof. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, here's what he put on his Facebook page. Uh, a white rock couple was shocked to see the ceiling flex and crack under the weight of these four to five meters and the 15 pythons, also referred to as scrub pythons. Extracting this dynamic duel was no easy feat and ultimately resulted in the ceiling giving way as this case made a particular dramatic instinct into the office. Now it's the time of year for ceiling and come on, open up. Now it's the time of year for ceiling spaces around here to come alive at night out of scrub pythons as we form breeding aggregations. If you're looking at the host of pythons heading in your room space this breeding season, in July to late September, you can get pretty wild as males fight each other to impress females. These interactive strange shells walking through different rooms and even structural damage to your house in the form of ceiling stains or cracks. It's a weird in all around turns, hands, I'm not going to put the phone number in there because that's in Australia and we're not that far. So. We're too far away. That's very similar. Have you ever seen pictures or videos of about 150 or 200 snakes uh-huh. in a breeding ball. And Ooh. they're going after what there's the female underneath. And you have this writhing pile of males trying to get to the females. One big breeding ball. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I think I'd, free, I think I'd drop a litter of kit, shit a litter of kittens right there. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, what about you, Tim? What about what? If you if you saw those big old snakes, what would you what you would you do? I think I'd drop a litter. I think I'd shit kittens. Well, what was it? Third grade, I think it was. <sighs> um, I actually got to hold a snake. That was not, for the record, it was not poisonous. And I actually did not, and even to this day, do not feel threatened by them whatsoever. Now, if it was a cobra or one that is poisonous, I would probably let out some form of high-pitched feminine scream, turn around, and hightail it in the opposite direction as fast as Oh, that's another yeah. I don't mind I'm that way about snakes too, as long as they aren't poisonous and don't bite, I can handle them. Hell in my high school biology class. Bite, if they're not poisonous and don't bite, I have no problem with them because yeah. some of them they can be trained and, and they and when they are trained they are quite friendly. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take the chance of getting bit by a poisonous snake. I'll tell you what. Like I said, as long as they aren't poisonous and don't bite, I like them. In fact, my mm-hmm. in high school, my biology class was after lunch. So I, I would always go down to the science department and play with the king snake till class time. Hmm. Then I go do my biology class. We we've had all kinds of critters. We've had salamanders. We've had uh, Colorado River toad. I won't tell you what that little shithead did to me every time I held it. Yeah. Well, this this is gonna get really funny here. Uh, a husband. Well, this is close to my son about six, eight, uh, five days ago. This is this is where it's funny. A husband and wife are trying to set up a new password for their computer. The husband puts my my penis, <laughs> and the wife falls on the ground laughing because on the screen it says "error, not long enough." <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> You pick out some good ones, don't you, Eyeshine? Did you see the ones that she posted seven hours ago? What? I think she's the one that posted the one about when you're feeling overwhelmed. Remember this: it only takes one of your one of your turds to clear out an entire water park. Yeah, that's right. And the one that says, "What in the cheating crotch Febreze is going on here?" And they're holding up a bottle of penis cleaner. My boners. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> now I know why Shine will be around for um, Naughty Mad Lives tomorrow night. Or the ones that, you know, there are some things you just never think of. Like Mount Rushmore from the Canadian yeah. side. Yeah. You don't so stop laughing because you get old. You get old because you get stop old. laughing. <laughs> I'm 60 years old, and I still laugh. Me too. I think I'm, four, I'm not 60 it, yet. <laughs> if I had to guess, I'd wager that that uh, picture was, well, not really taken, but more built by Seymour Butts. Uh, oh! <laughs> oh! Tim, this one's for you. <laughs> Score, Tim, 2,555,410. Janet, oh. Oh, 500. Okay, this just got posted literally one minute ago. Guess who DragonCon just added for a guest? Who? Who? We just talking about snakes. How about Jake the Snake Roberts, the wrestler? Oh my! Yeah, nice. He added literally a minute ago. It says, "We hope no one has ophidiophobia." Yes, that's the fear of snakes. And just like arachnophobia is the fear of spiders. Right. Let's see. Hmm. Three thousand, three thousand work from home employees at full benefits. Hmm. 
Oh, this is back in March. But the problem is I don't think the problem is I don't think Alabama. No way, Alabama is one of them. Okay. Oh, Tim, you're just your to-do list. Make vanilla pudding, put into a mayonnaise jar, and eat and pu- eat it in public. Oh, yeah, that. I I, I like number 10. Follow joggers around in your car blasting Eye of the Tiger for encouragement. I like the one about hire two different private investigators and have them follow each other. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. Something really serious happened here in Montgomery this morning. Um... Let's just say there was a case of road rage. Somebody pulled out a gun and started shooting at someone. Problem was, he did it in front of an elementary school. Oh, crap. I hope there was no stray bullets. I know, thankfully, nobody got hurt, but... I hope the school was put on a quick lockdown. Yeah, it was was for a little while, but I think everything went back to normal. Give me just a second. Here's the link. I'm sorry, it's a long link. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Why doing that? I have no idea. All right, so this is supposed to be a mile of newspaper, but I heard about it this morning. Anyway, um, an argument between two dads that began in a bus, elementary student drop-off lane, ended with gunfire, a gun inside the school, the school on lockdown, and one father charged, police and school district spokespeople said. Isaiah Johnson, Jr., 38, was charged with certain persons for to carry a pistol and discharging a firearm into an occupied vehicle, Montgomery Police Sergeant Jarrett Williams said. According to Alabama state law, a person can be charged as a person forbidden to possess a firearm if he or she possesses a deadly weapon with the intent to do bodily harm while on the premises of a public. <coughs> Excuse me a second. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, where am I? Johnson was booked into the Montgomery County Detention Facility with a combined $30,000 bond on the Class C felony. One man later identified as Johnson pulled out a gun at about 7.26 a.m. this morning, and he shot at the other man after the road rage incident in the car line where parents dropped off the children. Department of Public Safety spokeswoman Martha Earnhardt and Montgomery Public School spokesman Tom Salter said. The gunfire damaged the other dad's vehicle, according to Williams. The entire incident was called video surveillance, Salter said. Johnson went inside the school after firing a weapon and put the gun on the front office counter, Williams said. A school staff member picked it up and put it in the school safe before police arrived. The two fathers remained at the school until police arrived. Uh, both fathers could be detained following the incident. The second father, who was initially detained, was later released after it was determined that he did not possess or fire a weapon during the incident, Williams said. No one shot was immediately available, initially available for Johnson. No one was injured, Earnhardt said. Students were taken inside the school to safety, a law enforcement spokeswoman said. Kenyatta Hassel, a friend of Johnson since childhood, said that had been under a lot of emotional stress leading into the Thursday's incident. He's not a bad guy, he said. Johnson's wife, Denise Johnson, died recently and was buried on Saturday, Hassel said. He was also diagnosed with post traumatic stress disorder, Hassel said. His mother died at a young age, about the same age his wife was, Hassel said. I don't know why they can be Hassel said all the time. 
His dad is also sickly, and he's trying to take care of his two sons. It's a lot of pressure on him right now. Castle said Johnson's situation doesn't excuse what happened, but he wanted to explain why he was so close to anger. I just want people to know he's not bad. I just want to let people know his side of the story, Hassel said. It's the third thing of classes for MTS campuses. Walter says that only about 150 students are present for the entire day of school and about, about one-third of total enrollment at Brown Elementary. The school was on a soft lockdown after the fight. Even classes operated as normal, and physical education classes were inside. Now, here's what's really shocking. Uh, one of those children at the school is actually a child of Judge Davis from WSFA. Shirley, when you yep. get through with your article, I want to read his Facebook post, if you don't mind. Sure, I'm on I'm his done. Facebook post. I'm and this is, was posted 12 hours ago on mm-hmm. Judd Davis's Facebook. It says, my heart stopped, stomach dropped, and for a minute everything went quiet. The scanner said, shots fired, gunmen may be inside Blount Elementary School. We have a first grader who goes there. I didn't want to be reporter. I wanted to be dad. I just got up, grabbed my, key, got up, grabbed my keys, and left. Luckily, I called my father-in-law, who was dropping Hudson off, and said they were safe in the car. As I came back inside, we learned two parents got into a road rage argument while entering the parking lot. Police say one driver shot at another. Police say both parties involved went inside the school and it just read this, but I'm repeating it. Went inside the school and the alleged shooter bought the gun inside and put it down in the office. An office worker took the gun and put it in a safe until police arrived. As I look back, as I look back, what in the heck are people thinking? A traffic argument leads to an adult firing shots in a parking lot filled with parents and little kids over a traffic incident. Somebody will likely spend time in prison over who's first in line. Imagine if that bullet would have hit a five-year-old boy or girl just trying to have a fun day in kindergarten. If we want our kids to grow up to be law-abiding good citizens, we as parents need to do a much better job of showing them how to solve conflict without violence. I'm furious and thankful at the same time. Parents, we have to do better. All of us. Amen. You've got End it. End of post. End of post. Yep. You've got it. He's right. And I and he screw being a reporter. His daddy instinct. His dad instincts kicked in. Yeah. I've exactly. got. I've got. A, I've got one article that would be good to round the show out with because it's, it's kind of like breaking news. But before uh-huh. I get to that, before I get to that article, Shirley. Um, you realize what day today is, right? Oh, yes, August 8th. What about August 8th? What happened 33 years ago? What happened 33 years ago? Transformers the movie released in American theaters, and every young boy, myself included, took it in the childhood. Never forget Yep. But the article yep. I wanted to share. Go ahead. Go ahead. The last article I wanted to share with is not, sadly, is not a good article, but it was posted about, uh, let's see, 15 by time, about three and a half hours ago. I'm going to okay. drop the link in, in the BTHN. We almost had round three of the recent devastating events that took place 
in the nation. In Springfield, Missouri, a man was arrested with a rifle, bulletproof vest, and likely plans to continue the recent tragedies. Here's what's going on. This is out of Springfield, Missouri, posted about three and a half hours ago. Police say a man was arrested Thursday after he showed up at a Springfield Walmart store with a loaded rifle and a bulletproof vest. Lieutenant Mike Lucas with the Springfield Police Department said the incident occurred at about 4.10 p.m. at the Walmart neighborhood market on West Republic Road. Lucas said the man showed up to the business with body armor and military-style clothing and then walked inside carrying a tactical rifle and another gun. As shoppers were panicking and fleeing the store, Lucas said the man was taking video on his phone and making comments to people while pushing a shopping cart. Lucas said the suspect then walked out of the store where an off-duty firefighter held the suspect at gunpoint until police arrived moments later. Excuse me. The suspect, a 20-year-old white man, was arrested, but Lucas said police are still working to determine his motives and whether he intended to shoot anyone. Lucas said the man had more than 100 rounds of ammo. He went intent, into harm. Yes, his intent obviously was to cause chaos here, and he did that, Lucas said. Thursday's incident comes five days after a gunman opened fire at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas, killing 22 people. Lucas said Springfield police officers arrived on scene three minutes after the initial 911 call Thursday. He said the scene was chaotic. He described the suspect as pretty stoic during the initial police contact. He said officers would be interviewing the suspect at the jail on Thursday to try to learn more about his motivations. His intent was not to cause peace or comfort to anybody that was in the business here, Lucas said. In fact, he's lucky he's alive still, to be honest. Julie Belou of Springfield said she stopped at the store Thursday afternoon to buy milk, and before she could exit her car, she heard someone nearby shout, is that a real rifle? Walking straight toward her Kia Soul, coming down a grassy rise, was a young man with a rifle, wearing a bulletproof vest and military-style clothing. He had his hands raised. She turned and saw another man near her car aiming a handgun at the man coming down the hill. Belou now believes this was the off-duty firefighter who responded when he saw the man with the assault rifle. Someone shouted at the man, Why are you walking around in a tactical jacket carrying a rifle, Belou said. She did not hear what he said back. He did not seem surprised. He did not seem angry. He looked like he had accomplished whatever he wanted to accomplish, Belou said. Police told the young man to get on the ground, she said. The man got on the ground and was handcuffed. Lucas said police would be reviewing any surveillance video from the store and also checking the suspect's social media accounts to see if he was live-streaming the events. After what recently happened in Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas, do you really think this is a smart thing to be doing? Even if you didn't actually, you know, intend to hurt anybody or kill anybody, why did you do that? You know mm-hmm. what? That guy, whoever he is, he came that close to getting his ass shot and killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He probably premeditated that that possibility because he was wearing a bulletproof vest. But by no means does that make what he did acceptable by any means in light of what's already happened. Better that off-duty firefighter than a cop. Mm-hmm. Cause he would have been shot at. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see. I got one more piece of news now. Tim wrote us about the fact that today happens to be the 33rd anniversary of Transformers the movie. Well, that damn the Cybertronic Spree—they had that Kickstarter campaign to try to put out a CD of the Transformers 1986 music in their own doing doing it their own way. If you are a if you are a Kickstarter backer. You should have an email. You should be able to get those tunes now. Now, for those who didn't, you're gonna you may get a chance to get it now. If you guys want it, I'll send it to you, Glenish. <laughs> well, I already said oh. I put my bet in for it. Yeah, because I'd like oh, to my. try different musics, different genres. Okay, all right, but that's if you heads up. And yes, the Cybertron should be we'll be back at Dragon Con. So, are you gonna stay up and listen to him play again? Like you did well, last time at Dragon Con? Let me find out what time they're going to do it first. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, let's see. We are down to the last two minutes and 21 seconds. And let's see. Just a quick reminder. Tomorrow, of course, is the summer of Naughty and Madeline. Yeah, yes. Yes. And one other thing, this is not for kids, okay? These are NC-17 Maddlers. You do fuck, not want the kids to Hang a kangaroo, right, Shirley? Exactly. Like I don't know the rest of that. I don't know the reference to the orangutan. Well, we got some your penises, your vaginas, your dildos, your G-spots, your boobs, your assholes, your gynecologist, your corners of Winslow, Arizona. Kofitis, hamburgers. hamburgers. We even have your Colonel Louis Coffee of the Battle of Bowling Green and your Lieutenant Jefferson Hamburger of the Battle of LaGuardia International Airport. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start wrapping things up here. Uh, All right. You just sung slobber on me, Princess. Oh, well, anyway, um, please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us at our website, beyondtheairways.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast for on the airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow for the summer of nothing. That's all for tonight. Have a great night. And remember... You... I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. (laughs) You stuttering prick, you. Shut up! Do I have to? No.